Well, I should be all right for uh, preaching this morning uh, on this subject because I, I prepared it eight weeks ago. <laughs> was it nine? I don't know. I've lost, I've lost count, haven't I? But uh, it's great, great this morning to be able to uh, uh, come together and be able to look at what, how God describes the Lord Jesus Christ in his word. And he does it through um, in many occasions that we read about in the Bible, but perhaps the most uh, striking is the words of uh, the Apostle John in his uh, Gospel, at the beginning of his Gospel in uh, chapter 1 and verse 1, where we read about the Word becoming flesh. So we'll read that together, shall we? Um, John chapter 1 and from verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him was nothing made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. There was a man from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the, that light, so that through him all might believe. believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives uh, light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm sure God will bless the reading from his holy word this morning. Shall we pray? Oh Lord, we just pray that you will help us to appreciate this morning more and more the worth of our Lord Jesus Christ, how great he is in our lives, how great he is before us, how great he is before all men this morning. Yet he gave himself as a, a sacrifice upon a cross, demeaning himself, humbling himself, so that he might be seen by us to be the saviour of the world. Oh, we thank you for him. And we ask this morning as we look at this portion in your word that we might um, be blessed by it and that we might really be inspired to, to worship him and to follow him and to be led by him in all that we do. For his name's sake, amen. <coughs> The writers of the four Gospels are given a snapshot, haven't they, of the, uh, of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ upon earth. Uh, in Matthew's Gospel, uh, it was aimed at Jews who portrayed Jesus as the king who came to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament. Mark was to the Romans, really, showing Jesus as the servant king. Luke to the Greeks, showing the compassionate Jesus as the son of man. But you know, John aimed his gospel 
are both Jews and Gentiles presenting Jesus as the Son of God. Matthew, Mark and Luke um, start the, the accounts with either the family tree of Jesus or the birth or the earthly ministry of Jesus gradually leading um, into a, f- a fuller understanding of who Jesus really is whereas John goes straight to who Jesus is and this is the basis of all that Jesus did and taught during his life here. John wants us to understand right at the beginning who Jesus truly is, that he's the word of God, that he truly is the word of God. In, his, in this first chapter we have read, that we read a part of this morning, John portrays Jesus as the word and as the light, as the son of God, the lamb of God, the Messiah, the king of Israel, and the son of man. All those things are wonderful subjects to look at this morning. But they take all morning and all afternoon and all night to, to look at them, wouldn't they? Uh, so we're only going to look at the first two this morning. Um, um, I just want to consider these first two. Probably they're the more abstract, abstract of the two, of the, of the seven. Uh, but we need to understand these in order to accept the truth of, of the others. We need to understand why Jesus was the word of God and why, how as the word we see him as the eternal God and how as the light we see him as life he's the one who gives us life and life eternal the only one who can do that the only one who can be the mouthpiece of God and be the, the light the life of God uh, to us this morning we use words don't we to um, con- communicate with each other and tell them uh, Tell each other what's in our minds, to instruct and to describe. And even in this digital age, we can't do without them, can we? Well, we need words to explain what we are talking about. And this has been right, right from the beginning. It's been so right, hasn't it? That right at the beginning was the word of God. We heard God's voice speaking. We well, you know the more and more I've studied the scriptures, uh, the more I've come to understand that it was Jesus who was speaking. We'll see in a moment that the word tells us that Jesus was God. But he was the, the mouthpiece. He, he was one who, it is said, he had come to show us God. But he was God himself. And he was with God in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was there in the beginning um, not because he was created, but because he is eternal. And it says that uh, he came and took the word of God, took what God wanted to say and let it be. And as God, as, God, as Jesus, as, God, as the word spoke, those words that morning and that day, everything came into being. This is in being today that we see in, in, the, in the, um, the creation that's uh, all around us. We read that the word was with God, pointing us to the, the makeup of God as the Father, as the Holy Spirit, but in between was the word, the Son of God. And he was the one who was going to portray himself uh, to us. This in no way weakens who he is. He isn't less than God the Father. 
because he comes second in the, 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 the natural order of the, of the Godhead. So many cults who claim to be Christian uh, deny that Jesus was truly God. They claim that he was just someone sent by God to tell us what God wanted. If we come across uh, such teachings, well, keep well clear of them. Don't, don't listen to what people like that have to say. If anyone denies the lordship and the, the, the kingship and the godship of our Lord Jesus Christ, then they're, they're losing out, aren't they, on who he, he truly is. This morning we want us to, um, perhaps in a way, react to the words in Hebrew where we read, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir to all things, and through whom he also made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. God's final word to us is through Jesus, his Son. And John confirms his status by saying the word is God. Not just that the word was with God, but the, and the word was in the beginning with God, but the word was God. And right from the beginning, he want, John wants us to realise that the one he's speaking about is truly the God of heaven. God, uh, unless he was truly God, he could never become our saviour by dying for us at the cross, could he? He could never have taken our place and said that he was truly sinless unless he was God. So we need to get that into our minds right away this morning, that Jesus is the eternal word. He is the word that is, was with the Father, but the word that was with God was God right from the beginning of time and long before that as well. But we also see that Jesus was the creative God. In Genesis we read that in the beginning God spoke and he said, as I've already, said, I've already intimated, let there be. Jesus confirms that the word was with God in the beginning and that through him all things, uh, sorry, John confirms that the word was with God in the beginning. That all things that have been made, and without his involvement, nothing ever uh, has ever been made. It's tremendous, that, isn't it, when you think of it, that Jesus was the one who said, in the beginning, let there be light, let there be vegetation, let there be animals, let there be humans, and all things in between. He created all these things for... Um, his enjoyment, and for our enjoyment as well. He, he had, without him, nothing that uh, was made uh, has been made at all. If we believe in him as the creator God, then we must surely accept that he brought in to being the new creation. They didn't just turn matter into living forms, but changed sinners into the children of God. This was perhaps the greatest of all his creations. That he took the, the, the part of cre his creation, his physical creation, that had rebelled against him, he took us 
And he died for us upon the cross. He gave himself there upon the cross that we might, that, that we might live. That he changed sinners into children of God. It's tremendous that, isn't it? That he had the power to do that. Who but God could do that? Who but God could, could say to a sinner that you are now a child of God? Who but God could say to me that I am a child of God or to you that you are a child of God? But that is what you are because of his, his creative work as the word of God. When we, well, uh, we, we re, um, we, well, we read that uh, the world became flesh and dwelt amongst us. He took upon human form through the miracle of, of the virgin birth, uh, virgin birth. He functioned just like any other person in that he was tired and hungry. He grieved, he wept. In his first epistle, John writes these words as confirmation to the humanity of Christ. John was a great one on... Uh, realizing who Jesus really was. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. He came to this world so that he might reclaim us for God. We read that his own people rejected him but if you are one who has received him, who has believed in his name, then your assurance is that you are a child of God. That the new birth, uh, with that new birth that can only come from God himself. It's a gift to us from God himself, what Jesus has done for us at Calvary's cross. Yes, this was the one that died upon the cross, that in the first place had created the whole world, the one who was in charge of everything. The one who spoke to Moses through the burning bush and gave him such wonderful instructions of what he, he should do. Moses was a man who didn't want to do it. He didn't feel he was able to do it. But God sent him and, and Moses cre uh, um, Moses uh, felt that he, he, even though he couldn't do it, he did what God asked him to do. And God spoke to him very forcibly that day. But God also spoke to him as, um, in a still small voice, not to him, but to Elijah, didn't he? He didn't speak through the earthquake or the wind or the fire, but he spoke in a still small voice, a voice that uh, Elijah understood. Elijah had done marvellous things for God, and yet he was frightened at that time. He was frightened because... Um, Jezebel had threatened to have him put to death. This man who had uh, outdone thousands of uh, Baal worshippers was now frightened. But God spoke to him and reassured him that he wasn't on his own. He felt he was on his own that day before God. But God reassured him there were 7,000 of them in that uh, country who, uh, who were serving God. And so we, we see that God spoke in, in various ways and Jesus was that word that came to them, that word that, uh, that blessed them and helped them in their, their, in their lives as they, uh, as they sought to, um, to worship him. He's asking us to be those who will speak for him and bring his message. 
of grace and truth to others. So righteous saying this morning that Jesus is the word, but are we willing to pass on that message to others that Jesus is the one who brings the message of grace and truth and to be his mouth so that others can hear the words of eternal life that can be burst through faith in Jesus alone. And let's look at Jesus the light. The first thing we need to uh, we need to sustain life in the world is light, isn't it? If the sun ceased to shine, the world the world was covered in permanent darkness. Things would soon die. There would be no life left whatsoever. Uh, John tells us that in Jesus is life because he is the light. He says that the true light that gives light to all was in the world. We know that physically if there is light, that dar- the darkness disappears, doesn't it? Darkness cannot stand, it's stand in, in light. It can't um, overcome the light. It just has to disappear. It has to give way because light overcomes the darkness. And we know that physically if there is... Um, the darkness disappears and that light shows up all the damage that darkness may have done. Jesus tells us that he is the light of the world, that whoever believes in him will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Jesus is saying to us this morning that he is the light of the world. You know, there's so much darkness round about, isn't there? But Jesus is the light. He's the one who shows up this morning, the light that is in the world. But so, so sadly, so many reject the light in their lives that can bring salvation and new life. Jesus told Nicodemus this would be so. He said that this is the verdict. Light has <coughs> come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their, their deeds were evil. It's about a terrible indictment, isn't it, on the human race, that our deeds were evil, or our deeds are evil, because we don't want the light. We like the darkness. But when we become children of the light, or when we become children of God, then that, the light comes into our life, and the darkness is dispelled, the darkness of sin, the darkness of uh, self-worth and that. And we realise just how much we need the one who is the light of the world. Everyone who does evil hates this light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. This is what Jesus said to Nicodemus, that um, the deeds of men would be exposed because they, they, they would come into the, the tremendous light that um, God alone uh, could, could bring. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. You know, there's so much darkness in the world today because men's hearts are evil. And I say men because they are predominantly responsible for all the damage that is being done. We see this through what is happening in Ukraine, don't we? The Russian leadership is delighting in the death and destruction they are causing. Their hearts are closed to the light of the Son of God. They feel they can't be punished. They're untouchable. They hate the truth because their hearts are evil. This is the sad fact that there are people in the world like the Russian leadership 
who are so evil in their, their hearts and in their desire to, to overcome others that they go to any extremes to do it. And that is the extreme that the world sees. But those who reject Jesus, because they are satisfied with what they have, they say they don't need God in their lives, or they follow other gods, or they know that if they commit to believing Jesus, some of their habits will have to change. They, that they will have to live his way instead of their own. They live in, dar they live in darkness just as much as the most blatantly evil of people. And we, as much as we need the word, we need the light in our lives uh, to show us just how much God... Um, and through, through Jesus, he has done this, it, that he has um, come into our lives in such a way that um, he dispels the darkness, he dispels the sin. He's able to do this because of who he is. They need the light just as much, don't they? People who deny that uh, Jesus is God or don't want anything to do with him, it's because they want to live their lives for themselves. We must make sure that we are shining lights in the world, that our lives are reflecting the love and the purity of God. Jesus says that we are lights of the world and we mustn't hide away but let the, the light of God's gospel of hope shine out from our hearts and voices and faces that others, however Far they have wandered away from God, they might praise their Father in heaven. And that's the wonderful thing, the wonderful blessing we have as, uh, as his children, that we can speak his word. We can tell others of the wonders that God has done uh, and how he blesses us so much through his, the, the, him being the word who is God and also the light that shines in our lives that we might reflect that light to others so that they too might worship God in heaven. Let's close by singing hymn number, well it's six, come up on the board, it's 699 in the books. Thou whose almighty word chaos and darkness heard and took its, their flight, hear us we humbly pray and were the gospel day sheds not its glorious ray let there be light.